Hello and welcome to another episode of the Survivor Memoirs. I am Joe, your host for the episode, and I'm joined today by Gemma from our mental health book and Ashley from our childhood sexual abuse book. Firstly, I'd like to kick this off by saying a huge well done to these two ladies for joining me. And welcome to your very first podcast on our show. So first of all, Gemma, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. What have you been doing today then? Um, today, I played, I played Jenga. Amazing. Did you win? Um, <laughs> my daughter was tickling my feet and I accidentally tried my fingers. That's um, lovely. Made her cry. <laughs> Oops, that mum. Um, and I've done washing and I've been lazy because it's Sunday. I think everyone should have a lazy Sunday, so that's absolutely fine. And Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today. Um, I haven't really done much today either. There's a time difference. I'm in the United States, as you can probably tell. And so you guys are six hours ahead of me. So it is still my afternoon here, and I haven't done much of anything yet. A perfect Sunday, I think. So in your own time... Would you be okay to share with our audience what encouraged you to join the team of Survivor Memoirs? Yes, so I, from the age of 12 to about 19, intermittently throughout the years from some guys that I knew, I was sexually abused. And after years of being alone in that, I decided to finally tell somebody. And the first person I told was my best friend. And her response was just absolutely amazing. And about six months later, I got the courage to tell my mom, which was a huge step for me because I swore I would never tell her. Um, And her response, she's just, she's an amazing woman. And from there, I decided you can tell your friends and family all day long, but until you talk to someone that knows what you've been through, it doesn't quite feel the same. So I decided one day to look up a support group on Facebook um, to find some others like me. And I came across the Take an Innocence page. And that is where you, Joe, had posted. <laughs> I had been on there for about a month, just reading everybody's stories and just so amazed at how brave these people were. And you had posted something along the lines of like that you were doing a project and who would like to get involved and it involved telling their story, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, this is all I've wanted to do. I've wanted to tell my story for so long. I want to help people. I want to be an advocate. This is something I want to do. And I joined the group from the beginning. We've been here from the beginning. And just seeing what the group has come, it literally, there were only like eight, ten of us from the beginning. And just now we literally are like a family, just a huge group of people. So that's what made me want to get involved and at the beginning I didn't think I should be here and I remember sending a message in the group saying that I didn't think that I should be in the group I didn't feel like I had a atypical type of abuse and I thought that you know I wasn't supposed to be in this group that other people had it so much worse than I did mine was peer-to-peer abuse instead of family members or older adults so I struggled for a little bit not knowing if this was the right place but you guys assured me that yes it was and I realized 
after thinking about it, that I could be an advocate for people. Because although mine seems like an atypical type of abuse, it's not. This happens all the time to people every day. And I just figured that I could help other people that went through what I went through. I remember that post that you made. I remember exactly um, when you made it. And I remember feeling so upset reading it because the amount of support you was offering every other member in the group, it was just amazing. You were such a presence and always there supporting everyone else. And I feel like your story is so important because there, there are quite a few of us saying like, like with our stories, it is the older family members or some sort of family member that are abusing us. But I think the peer to peer is overlooked too much like it's it can happen by anyone to anyone and your story is so important to show that side of it so I remember just reading that comment and thinking I I wish that I could help you to understand how important your story is and how amazing you are as a person for even speaking out because to feel like you're not part of something it you must have been so I can't imagine what emotions you were going through at that time. It must have been so scary. And to find the courage to actually post that and say, hey, actually, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. And from your post, there was a couple of people came forward and said, actually, I've been thinking this for a while as well, because say I was like 15. And I think it's so important because 15, you are still a minor. You still, you still need to tell your story. It's still so important because it's happening to so many other people every day. So I do remember you posting that and I just want to say well done for sticking with it because you, you earned your place to be here And it's not nice that we're all here. Like at the end of the day, something traumatic has happened to each and every one of us. And I wish that I could take that away, but these bad events have brought us all together. So I'm so happy that I've got to meet to meet you and I'm so proud of you for coming forward with your story, even though you felt like it wasn't as bad as other people. I just want to say it is everyone's story. It doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter by who. Something horrible has happened to you and there should never be any downplay of that. You are amazing and you are working through it and you are healing. And I've seen you come on such a journey and I'm so proud of you every step of the way. And as you say, you have been here since the beginning and there was about just eight of us and even from then I saw how amazing each and every one of you were so even from the early days every day we've been encouraging each other and now it's just grown and grown and now we're here doing podcasts which I think is amazing as well um and another thing you said I think it's so important for that response you get from the first person you tell that can be either the make or break of how you go on from there so I'm really glad that you had that support around you um that is amazing so the support networks that are around survivors is just as important as organizations or as people that are trained it is so important for everybody to know about it even if it hasn't happened to you it is important to educate yourselves on what is going on because it could be someone you meet or someone very close to you someone one of your friends they could be going through it and you just might not even know so it is important to educate yourself know the signs and the warnings and um yeah just be that support for people that is amazing um so well yeah. done ashley thank you is there do you want to add yes there's one thing i love how you said about the first person that you told and i actually 
told somebody when I was 19, right after the first guy that I really ever liked, I told him and his response was absolutely terrible. It was, it was saying that it was my fault and I should have done something, that kind of thing, because he didn't view peer to peer the same as older adults. Like he said that if, you know, the person was older than you, like it was your fault and you should have done something. So from then on, I swear I was never going to tell anybody. I was never going to tell my friends. I was never going to tell my parents. That was just something I was going to keep to myself. But the longer I held it in, I just realized like I wasn't okay. And I needed to reach out to other people. And when I first started the group, I did realize like I thought that once other people started sharing their stories, I struggled at first thinking that I didn't belong. But it has been literally a family here. And it's the best thing that I could have done is finding other people like you. I've had the absolute honour of reading your chapter and I just know from the bottom of my heart you absolutely deserve to be around all of us you are a survivor you have you definitely deserve to be here so I'm really sorry you felt like that in the beginning but I really hope that you're starting to and in time you can realise that you are definitely part of this team you are one of the members that make it we all are all the members here are what make this team what it is and it is an amazing team it is I'd never ever dreamed it would be as fantastic as it has become so thank you so much for everything right from sort of day one you've been absolutely incredible so I can't thank you enough um yeah that's uh thank you (laughs) that's amazing and um Gemma obviously you haven't been in our group from the beginning although you have been behind the scenes supporting me and speaking again on the support networks and how important they are I remember so many times I'd come to you and say Gemma I don't know what to do I'm I'm struggling and you would say come on Joe, pick yourself up you've got this that is your words to me you have got this and without you each day would have been not even half as good as it's been so thank you um so in your own time would you like to share what has made you join our team of survivor memoirs and you joe you (laughs) you made me join you rang me and you said i've got an idea i'm gonna do a project and i was like okay what's that and you said oh i'm gonna write a book about this and then it started to expand and then i was like okay and then I just kind of like let you get on with it, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and you knew that I was there if you needed me. But um, you said that you were going to do a mental health book. And I was like, okay. And then I think it was a few weeks later, I was like, I rang you and I said, um, do you want me to write a chapter? You were like, yeah, if you want. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I cracked on that day and I finished, finished it by the next day, sent it to you, done. And then... Um, yeah that was that was it that's that's how I ended up here and then you added me to the group and then I kind of got to know everyone and here I am and you've absolutely settled in and just you're one of the members now you're just part of the furniture as they say (laughs) you're always there picking people up helping them through the tough times you're just incredible and you're definitely an asset as well as every other member you're an absolute asset to the team so well done for joining us and um, I may be quiet in the group Joe but you know that I ring you every day just to make sure you're okay 
of course and every time I have ever come with you to you with a crazy idea you've always had my back and you've always supported me so for that I thank you from the bottom of my heart you are definitely a support network that everybody should have around them every survivor needs a Gemma behind them because you definitely I'm very good at giving advice but I don't take it myself I think that's what a lot of people do isn't it but um your advice it helps everybody and then in turn they give you advice too and I hope that that is how we bounce off each other we just throw around our advice and then get some back and then we go from there don't we so yeah, uh, I think like with the group even if it's not related to whatever the reason is that we're there for like there's always someone just to talk random rubbish too and and then it just sets off like a random conversation that's completely off topic but it just makes it it just makes it that little bit better like just to be normal for a bit you know what I mean oh absolutely it's like a break from reality isn't it just um yeah like with our whole like the post that completely blew up all of our phones I think was the America versus England oh yeah the differences that it's it's crazy things that we talk about it could be a cup of tea or gravy and biscuits which absolutely not which biscuits we, and gravy that's not which, a thing i mean i've been biscuits educated and gravy is a thing I've been you guys are gonna try it so one things. day and love it i've been educated on so many things but i think one of the weirdest things i've been educated on is the different types of gravy i didn't know you could get white gravy i thought it was just brown but that is what we are it's just sometimes it's serious days and then sometimes we just need that joke around and that break and that is and incredible people all over the world coming together we're all over coming together in doing this project yeah because it's not just america is it that there's people from is it is there someone or maybe a couple from canada yeah there's think- some from canada yeah um I think there's like uh, Australia, is there New oh, Zealand wow. possibly? Um, I know that the I know that it's sort of far and wide now, isn't it? Which is amazing. And the good thing about that is there's always someone online. Yeah. So no matter what time of day it is, there will always be someone online because of the time zones. And the amount of times I've woken up at like seven o'clock in the morning to even like this morning, 188 messages. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you, I mean, a lot of the time, if they're important updates, then, you know, I'll get them important updates out to every member. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just been so. going through seeing what everyone's been bantering about. Oh, yeah. It's a nice break, isn't it? Just you wake up and you've got your friends there, basically. Your friends have been chatting away and then you can just pick it up and join in any time, which, um, yeah. Better late than never. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> which, obviously... I hope that even moving forwards, although our first book is almost complete now, we are just in the final editing, which is amazing. Um, But with the amount of survivors that we're still finding, I'm wondering if we're going to have to create a second book off of the first book. Yeah. Because there are still, I mean, this project has always been that nobody is going to feel like a number. Everybody will feel like a person with a story. So although our first one is complete, with more coming forwards, I think it's probably going to be time soon to create, although we've got our book series, it's going to have to have sort of episodes off of the books, if that makes sense. So we'll have like 
a group on the first one. So that'd be uh, the Survivor Memoirs, CSA, book one, book two, and then go from there, I think is what we're going to have to do because we are growing at a sort of fast rate. And especially with the rise of our Twitter, which thank you, Ashley, you are doing a fantastic job keeping that going. Um, and Gemma, you've done our Facebook posts for a while, which was incredible as well. You taught me a lot there, which like every sort of every member has their own bit that they are contributing and just helping this grow more and more. And um, yeah, it's obviously with more survivors coming in. That's why I've had to say I need a bit of help now because we I think our Twitter, we've got about 700 people on our um, Twitter now and possibly at least a quarter of them are sending messages. So that has been amazing. Um, we've got people coming in on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Um, yeah, survivors from everywhere, which is sad because it shouldn't be a case of people going through this. But it's nice that we can be there for them when they are ready. When they're ready to talk, we are there. Um, Absolutely. And, and there's something liberating about telling your story. And... And I understand wanting everybody to have a voice and letting everybody tell their story. And it's just amazing how far this has grown just in a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you say, it is liberating just telling your story. And I think the good thing about it is we have that protection here. So where our chapters will not be linked to the author, it gives us the space to just know that we are safe and speak about anything and everything that we need to and I knew this wasn't going to be as professional as it always is <laughs> especially with you two I knew that there would be giggles and there would be laughing so <laughs> so thank you that's what we're here for that's what and we're I here just for say though, Joe, yes the reason that everyone has managed to speak out is because of you though like I think people think or forget maybe that you don't have a story too. Like you've still got your story. You've still got your stuff going on and you're still there helping everyone else. And you are, you're work literally day and night. You're working through this and going through what you're going through. And I think you forget that sometimes you need to focus on yourself and give yourself a bit of self care and take a bit of your own advice for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am very lucky that Gemma always has my back because she sees me most days um she can see the um we shared something to our social media the other day and it was a picture of an apple so the picture that you see of the apple is whole and it's complete but on the back of it the bit that you can't see is bitten into so it's not perfect and that's exactly what this is, I guess. I'm I'm happy when I'm doing the project because it's almost as if my real life can just take a back seat. I don't care about what's happened to me. As long as I can take something good and as long as I'm helping other people, just for a moment, I could just forget everything I've experienced and be there for everyone else. But then there, you're right. There has been times where maybe I've overdone myself and you have been there to pick me up so that's what it is though isn't it it's just bouncing off each other so I am really there at your doorstep at nine o'clock on Sunday morning oh I was asleep <laughs> <laughs> see I've been up all hours so people think something terrible's happened if I have five minutes sleep now 
<laughs> but that was amazing to wake up to all the messages from the group making sure I was okay and especially to wake up to, to see my face on a Sunday morning your beautiful face sat on my doorstep at nine o'clock in the morning making sure I was okay that is incredible and that is just something that everybody should have everybody as I said everybody should have a Gemma and everybody should have a member like the survivor memoirs behind them each and every one of you is always there picking each other up and I see it sort of sometimes even if I don't comment I still check on there and I think this is amazing you're doing amazing and the way you all sort of talk to each other it's just there's just so much respect and that is what's important but um I think I want to touch on friendships that have formed from the project obviously we we didn't know each other before this we've come from well me and Gemma did but that's irrelevant <laughs> um irrelevant <laughs> yeah you're just you yeah we work together we? I mean that yeah we just we're so comfortable like that's just yeah she's Gemma we worked with Joe. we worked together um yes when we well I was what 15 or 16 no you was uh you was 17 we was both 17 and then you turned 18 because I had to ask Gemma to authorise sales of alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I was serving a customer and they wanted to buy alcohol, because I was underage, I would have to say, Gemma. So I've literally been a pain in your bum for as long as I can remember. <laughs> and over here in the UK, you have to buy, um, you have to be 18 to purchase alcohol. Yeah. So... That is why. And I always used to say, have you got any ID? Yeah. <laughs> and I used to be like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, every time I needed someone to authorise, I would call upon Gemma. And, and I've, known, I've known Joe's mum as well for a very long time too. Yeah. And my mum, obviously, you know my mum. She's also part of the project now. She is indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I went off topic. So in the group, I've noticed you and Ashley, your friendship is just, share with us, what do you call yourselves? Twins. <laughs> and how did that come around? I'll let Ashley answer that one. I, think I don't actually remember how that came around. We were talking, it started at the first Zoom meeting. Um, I didn't really feel comfortable in the group until our first Zoom meeting and getting just a feel for everybody's personalities and just seeing people's faces. And we were just so much alike. We just started saying that we were 20s. Like we were so alike on so many things and we didn't even know each other. And I feel like all three of us are like, I feel like you guys are like my best friends now. Yeah. And it's so weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think that we started saying things that were quite the same um, or we would say something and we'll be like, yes, that like we just at the same time, we would send the same yeah. message at the exact same time in the group. So many times we started saying we were twins. Yeah. And now I'm like a grandma cause I just love my bed. So Ashley calls me a grandma all the time. Even though yeah, my grandma, my bed. grandma twinny. <laughs> grandma twinny. Yeah. It's so refreshing, though, to see just how amazing you both are with each other, like the friendship, the form. And 
I've, I've seen it myself. You do post the same thing at the same time. And I'm like, what is going on here? Is this the same person? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm your, I'm your United States version. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with um, Ashley. What advice would you give to someone who's been in a similar situation to yourself? I would say to not be ashamed of your story, to not be afraid to speak out. It happens to so many people. You'd be surprised once I started telling my story, how many people have been through similar situations, sometimes without even knowing it. So it's scary. Of course, it's absolutely terrifying. I remember I was done with my story day one of the group. Day one that we started the group, I finished my story completely. And I was one of the last people to submit my stories because I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> I didn't know, should I say this? Should I say that? What do I what do I do? I was absolutely terrified. And <laughs> Joe had messaged in the group saying like, deadlines are coming up and I was like oh no like we just we just have to send it it's okay we'll send it and I was literally at work shaking as I sent my email of my story because it's weird having a stranger hear your story but just not being afraid to speak out not being afraid to seek help admit when you need help therapy finding other people like you it's just it's so common nowadays and it's so sad but it's so refreshing to find other people like you absolutely I think it does take that first step doesn't it just sort of throw yourself in the deep end just get it out there and once that's done I think you feel so much lighter it's like right the hardest step is done now I can just if I want to say it again I can if I don't want to say it again I've done it like that's so empowering and yeah I had the honor of reading your chapter and like I said it made me reflect back to when you said you didn't feel like you should be part of the group and just reading it I thought I can't see why you don't why I can't I couldn't relate it to that post it just it it saddened me so I think it's so important just to remember that everybody's story is just as important as the next I mean there shouldn't be a next but unfortunately there is because as much as we educate ourselves about abusers they learn new things as much as we're trying to catch up to educate ourselves and protect ourselves they just go on to learn something new so we sort of yeah we need to just keep raising that awareness and keep sharing with other people because the more awareness is raised the more warning signs people can be looking out for and so the more people will be protected so yeah massive well done for your chapter you did absolutely incredible it was so well written and I could hear the passion behind your voice and yeah well done huge thank you and one thing that I feel like people need to realize is that these kind of things are not a one-time situation these certain things can affect you for the rest of your life. So I know people have said, you know, like it's happened years ago, like get over it. And it's not that easy. These kind of things can shape who you are. And I think that's just important to just realize that. And just finally, I'm realizing that that what happened to me is not who I am. I'm able to be something else. I'm not, I'm no longer what happened to me. And I think that's important for everybody listening to know that you're not what happened to you. You can change. You can be a different person than who you are right now. Absolutely. I, I love the way you've 
phrased that that's amazing that's absolutely spot on if you had any advice to give to somebody who still felt like that is what shaped them where would you say your healing journey started what what could you say to somebody to say this is where I started and this is how I began healing yeah so my first when I realized I wasn't okay because I spent all these years pretending it didn't happen I would just push it down and just I thought I was okay and after a failed relationship I realized you know what I'm not okay and I started to tell my story I told my best friend just so she could understand me a little more I told my mom and that was the beginning of my journey. My healing journey was just telling people and just realizing like, okay, it is okay to tell people like this isn't a taboo subject anymore. This is my life. This is what happened. I can talk about it. And then for sure, the group has been amazing talking to other people like you. And I also started therapy. And for me, therapy has been amazing. And I encourage anybody that is ever thinking about therapy to do it and there's nothing wrong with you if you do therapy because I know there's such a stigma against mental health and it's that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you it's something that sometimes we need I finally realized I can't heal on my own my I was my coping mechanisms I tried for years and they weren't working so I finally realized I need to reach out to somebody and get help from a professional somebody else needs to help me and I encourage anybody else to do that yeah, absolutely. I think what can put some people off is I think it takes a lot of trying to find your best fit for a counsellor because there's not not every counsellor is going to be the perfect fit. Sometimes you have to just give each and every one a try because eventually you do end up meeting someone and think, okay, actually, I really want to talk to this person. So did you did you find one counsellor and did you hit it off straight away? Or have you seen a couple? I did. So I first tried to join an online platform for therapy about a year and a half before I did this time. And she had messaged me, um, hey, let's video chat right now. Let's talk about what's going on. And I froze. I couldn't do it. I deleted my profile. I deleted everything. I canceled it all because I was terrified. At that point, I wasn't ready. I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't told my friend. But going through like, being more comfortable with your story because that is a big part of therapy is telling your story and it's terrifying. It's terrifying telling a stranger about you, things about you. But I got so lucky the second time I was ready to finally get therapy and get help. And I found an amazing therapist that we just clicked right away. We were so much alike and I got lucky with that. But sometimes it does take some therapist going through a few to find someone that fits you. Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing. That's I think that's going to be so important for survivors to realise that although you've tried it once, it's not worth giving up because your healing and you as a person are important and you're worth to keep trying. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Gemma, so speaking about your chapter you wrote in the mental health, um, <clears throat> Is there anything you want to share from that? I think, obviously, as you know, there were certain things that I didn't know. And when I read your chapter, it moved me to tears because I know you as a person. I've known you day in, day out for years now. And to realise what you've been going through behind closed doors was so hard to even 
imagine and I just how I guess how did you cope what have you found to help you along your journey um I remember uh, I must have been um, maybe about 11 and I remember being in the doctor's car park and my parents were trying to drag me in to speak to a doctor um, because then they were like, you need help. I was like, no, 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 don't need help. And I refused. I didn't go in. I'm, I'm very stubborn. Um, <laughs> and when I believe in something that is right, I stand by that and I do not budge. Um, but so I refused to do that and I didn't get help. Um, and then it was after everything that happened, I was, I think it started, well, yeah, so from 11, but then I realised that I should probably get some help and talk to someone when I was maybe 16, 17. I mean, I'm rubbish at time frames, but that could be completely wrong. But let's go with it. Um, and I done online counselling um, twice, two different counsellors sat through the whole six to eight sessions and it was obviously like over the um, keyboard, uh, like texting, messaging, whatever. Um, and I just didn't like it, I couldn't get on with it. Um, but I saw out the sessions and some of the things that they sent me helped, some didn't. Um, and my daughter, she has a lung and heart condition and um, her local uh, hospital suggested that I saw a psychologist to help me with her and her condition and dealing with her conditions um, and like administering medication and stuff. So I spoke to her and then she kind of opened me up and tried to work out where everything had come from and it was to do with my childhood um, and what had happened to me. So she left and then I spoke to another psychologist there. He was like amazing. Spoke to her once a week on the phone. This is quite recently. In the current circumstances, obviously there was no appointments. So um, that was over the phone and I'd be on the phone to her for hour and a half, hour, something like that. Um, and she helped me loads with my daughter. And then um, she referred me, as our sessions came to an end, to another counsellor who was over the phone, which was going to be face-to-face, -face, but again, because of the current circumstances, we couldn't do that. Um, and then that was the latest, and I had God knows how many sessions um, with him, and I really got on with him. So finally found someone that listened. But when I was talking to other people, I felt like they were just giving me sympathy rather than the help. So I, it wasn't the sympathy that I wanted. I just wanted the help. Um, and obviously eventually got some help. Um, and yeah, that's it really. Just counselling helped me loads. Um, and my partner's helped me like ridiculous amounts as well. Um, so, 
Yeah. I think that's amazing. I mean, to be almost pushed and pulled from person to person, I mean, it sounds like you just sort of start getting comfortable with someone and then they've thrown another one at you. So that that's obviously going to be quite challenging to adapt to when you just sort of start settling in and then, oh, wait a minute, there's a new one here. That's obviously not going to be the most helpful in any healing journey. So I think it's really important to acknowledge how well you've done to adapt to that. So huge well done. And um, I can't imagine how scary it was. I mean, becoming a parent is scary enough in itself, but to, to hear that your daughter had a heart and lung condition, I can't imagine what you was going through at that time. Um, yeah, I mean, Ashley probably gets some of it because she is a paediatric nurse, aren't you? So, yes. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not nice. You think that you're having this child um, that's going to be this lovely little baby. I mean, obviously she is a, was a lovely little baby, um, but you don't ever expect that it's going to happen to you. Um and for it to happen to me, and when they tell you something is wrong, you're, you just can't get your head around it. And until, like, well, even now, I still question myself on many different things about it. Well, as you say, it could literally happen to anybody. Um, so I know as a parent, you always feel that sort of guilt, but you... I've seen you, I've seen you adapt, I've seen you grow with her and it's been incredible to watch. You have become one of the mo- the strongest mothers I think I've ever known. You, your love for her and your passion for her and your drive is just amazing. So I think you should feel very proud of yourself for that. I know it could be hard when you're in that situation to see it clearly but you have adapted and you have just done everything you've gone above and beyond for your little girl and she is an absolute credit to you she is amazing she's polite she's funny she's everything she's just an amazing little girl and I feel honored that not only do I know you but I've got to meet her as well so yeah never question yourself as you said it can happen to anybody So that's never something that you should question for yourself. What you have done is the things that are in your control. And they are, obviously, you've learned how to administer the medication properly. You've learned the signs when she might need help. You've learned all of that. You've educated yourself. You've put in so much time and so much effort, more so than what any other parent should have to do with their child. You've put all that in. And so... Yes, she's your child. So some may say, like, well, she's yours. You're supposed to do that. But I've no, like, you have taken everything in your stride and you've gone above and beyond. So that is incredible. You have done an amazing job there. The so, thing is, like, yeah, I have. And I've, but I've had to. Like, no one else is going to do it. I have no choice. I have to do it for her. She's not old enough to do it herself. So I have to. Like, I. I I just have to, like, I have to be there for her, but she needs me, and she she needs the help, so, 
I just do it. I just get on with it. Like, I don't know any really? different. I don't know what it's like to have a child that doesn't have a condition. So that's just what I know. Of course, like, I think it's because you're an amazing mum that you think like that, though, because there are, unfortunately, there will be people in the world that think, I can't do this. I can't get out of bed today. I can't look after them. I can't do it. But you haven't. Not once has that crossed your mind. Yeah, some days it might be hard and, like, you tell me, oh, I'm having a lazy dam in my pyjamas. That's fine. Because at the end of the day, you're still doing everything, like, above and beyond what is expected of you. And so, yeah, don't play, don't downplay how amazing you are. I know, as I said, I know it's hard to see it when you're in that situation. Um, but you've done such a fantastic job. Like, not a job, you know what I mean. You've done a fantastic thing raising a daughter, as you have. So massive well done to you. And um, <laughs> I know you get a bit awkward with compliments as well. <laughs> but yeah, fantastic job that you've done there so massive well done um I can't imagine um how your mental health got affected though um obviously I know you've struggled with mental health when you was younger and I can imagine maybe you when she was born and to hear that the anxiety you must have felt it must have been absolutely almost consuming yeah but I think now more since she was born um, rather than when she was born. So more kind of like, I don't know, I go through like phases where some, well, I guess everyone does. Some days they feel okay, some days they don't. And that's all right. But there's, it, it's quite recent, um, some things that have been going on. Some, it's, I don't want to say it goes through phases, but obviously what happened to me when I was younger um, has triggered stuff that's, that happens now, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I think you've done amazing to push through everything that's been thrown at you, though. It's not been easy. And, um, yeah, just... I know your story and your chapter in the book is going to inspire so many people. It's the way you write. And you, like you, when you submitted your chapter to me, you was like, I don't know if it's good enough. I, I'm not a writer. I don't know like what I'm doing or what I'm saying. I, I hope it's okay. But it was incredible. I think I messaged you as soon as you'd sent it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm literally in tears. It is so just the way you write and the way you can explain things is just incredible. So huge, huge well done. Um, my next question, I wondered, um, how do you think we should proceed with the project? Is there anything you think we should be doing? Is there anything you're excited about for the future? Obviously, we've just come up with our podcast. We're hoping for a YouTube channel. Um, is there anything there you think is going to be a success or do you think it's going to not be a success? Is just sort of for the hopes for the future of the project, I guess. Um, Ashley, what, how do you feel the podcasts are going so far? And so far, I think they're going good. It's nerve wracking at first. I never thought this would become what it did. 
I mean, we've got so many followers on Instagram, Twitter. We've got a website, podcast, YouTube, everything starting now. And when I first started the project, I never thought it would be anything like this. I thought it would just be like a little thing, just a little book, like people to talk to you and ex share experiences with. But this has grown immensely, and I am so excited where it's going to become. And I think with all of us in the group, with all different backgrounds, we have different ways of pushing each platform. Some people are better at podcasts. Some people are YouTube. Some people are just writing stories, that kind of thing. And we all have unique backgrounds that are going to help push this. And this is just so much more successful than I ever imagined it would be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to sort of look back in, say, a year's time. And I think in a year's time, we could look back at this podcast and be like, oh, this is where we thought it'd be or something like that. Like, to see how much it grows. Uh, Gemma, what do you think for the future? Obviously, being there as my, to start with, background support and now being so active in the project. How do you think we're going to grow from here? I think the podcast is a really good idea. I think it's good that like we do our Zoom meetings for updates and things. I think that's really good to see people's faces and to get like a face with the name. Um, obviously, everyone's got different commitments and can't always be there, but I think it's really good that the, when, when, when you can be there, that you get to see the face behind the name. Like when you're messaging someone, I think it, it just... I think that helps with the connection of what you said earlier about friendship. Um, when, when people start in interacting with you um, on the messages and then you go on to Zoom and then you're like, oh, look, there's so-and-so. And then you just start chatting. But no, I think the, I think the podcast is doing really well. Um, and I think you're doing really well doing it. I think you're smashing it, Joe. <laughs> thank you yeah this is my second one and the second one today as well so yeah it's nerve-wracking so I can totally relate to everyone obviously I made sure I was a guest on one before coming on like this because I wanted to relate to the feelings of doing it I wanted to know what that feeling was and that's why obviously I've wrote chapters and I'm doing this sort of stuff I always want to know that I can relate to everything that the members are feeling so yeah I can relate to the emotions behind this so massive well done I know how nerve-wracking it is um yeah well done both of you I'm really really proud yeah is there anything else that either of you would like to share no I don't think so I think you've covered it I think obviously this has been a bit of a roller coaster a little bit up a little bit down so I think it would be amazing if we can schedule in another podcast to do at some point when we're say we're a little bit more comfortable because obviously this is early days and we're all learning our way um but I think we're getting there as a team moving mountains as we say we're definitely moving mountains so yeah I think it'd be good to maybe end here and come back in the future yeah, I definitely think it would be a good idea to come back and do some more. Um, and maybe when everyone gets to know each other even more than they do now, to share a little bit more and a little bit more. And then hopefully everyone will be comfortable enough to talk about their story. Absolutely. I think um, in time, maybe we can touch upon different topics as well. Maybe we could even touch upon topics that we haven't 
experience firsthand, but maybe things that we think about a lot or we feel quite passionate about, it might be good to touch upon those sort of topics in the future. Um, Yeah, I think it's important that to be a support network for people, you, even if you haven't been through it, it's good to educate yourself on parts of it. So if there are other topics, I mean, we can even get um, our supporters to give us um, a suggestion of what we could cover and what we could learn about and educate ourselves about and even get um, hopefully podcasting with some of the audience in the future would be amazing. But yeah, so for tonight, I will say thank you to both of you. You've been absolutely incredible. And um, I very much look forward to talking to you again. So well done. Thank you. See you later. How, before you go, how relieved are you that we're done, that we're over? We are recording. (laughs) But how relieved are you that we got through it? It wasn't as bad, was it? No, it wasn't. We was quite it was nervous. <laughs> it's nerve-wracking at first, but I just want to say thank you for everything you've done for us. And we made it. Yeah, it's absolutely my pleasure. And as, um, yeah, we've absolutely got through it in one piece. And you've got this, Joe. We've all got this. We've yeah. absolutely got this. We can do this. But you are the person that makes up. We, I... I do appreciate hearing that, but we all do our bit. We all pitch in. We've all got this. Because I certainly couldn't do it without every incredible team member behind me. So thank you all. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I will say thank you for listening to us. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Well done. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye.